0: Welcome to Ride With Us presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters across the globe. Please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson.
1: Welcome to the third first drop. The first drop is when we tell you and interview people who have been on coasters that have just opened or are opening and that you may have not been on yet. And today we are starting with Xander Lee. He is our member benefits manager. It's his first time on the podcast. Welcome Xander.
2: Thank you, Jessica. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah, we're so happy to have you. So let's get to know you a little bit more before we get into talking about the coaster that you went on at Walt Disney World. Spoiler alert, everyone. It's Tron. It's Tron Light Cycle Run. But we're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, Xander, tell me where you're from.
2: Sure. I'm in Texas. I was born and raised here. I'm now in Austin, grew up in Dallas, Fort Worth.
1: Nice. So what would you consider your home park?
2: I have a few. Um, I've got to give equal love to uh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas and SeaWorld, San Antonio, uh, but also a little honorable mention to ZDTs as well, because who doesn't love Switchback?
1: Right. So I've not been to any of those three. So I'm coming to visit you and you're taking me to all three parks. And that's just- Come on
2: park. down. Absolutely. <laughs> Anytime.
1: Xander and I met at the IAPA Expo last November. We had such a great time together. We had so much fun. That was such a great trip. Uh, Absolutely. But, but yeah, but I've I've not been to the parks in Texas. So what got you into coasters?
2: You know, I, I can't even explain it. As a kid, I never wanted to ride coasters at all. I went to Walt Disney World when I was like eight- My family got me on Space Mountain. I think I remember being in the queue. I don't remember the ride. I must have blacked out completely. Um, But when I was 13, 12 or 13, my friends and I went to Six Flags over Texas and they forced me to ride Mr. Freeze, which probably is not everybody's cup of tea for their first real roller coaster. Why? Um, Why
1: is that? It's a, you know,
2: launch coaster forward and backward, 70 miles an hour. It's a lot of uh, movement. Um, <laughs> most people start a little smaller than that. Um, at least I feel that way. But as soon as we got off that, I was, uh, I was hooked. We got right back in line, rode again. They, they forced me on the first time. They pushed <laughs> the restraint down. They're like, you're going to ride this. You're oh going to love gosh. it. And then from there, I was hooked.
1: They were right.
2: Yeah, they were absolutely right. I was completely wrong. I should have started riding much sooner.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> but... it's funny that you say that maybe that shouldn't have been your first coaster. I have this theory that people who start like small on smaller coasters, they get freaked out about the bigger coaster. Where I have this theory that, like, maybe if you are able to ride like a more intense coaster for your the first coaster. The, and you love it, but like, then you're like, oh, well, I, if I can do Fury 325, I can do anything. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, that's definitely true about Fury 325, but um, yeah, it was absolutely the right call. I, I definitely appreciate that they did that for me that day, but um, it, in the moment, I was not happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Fair, fair. So TBD on whether or not that's, that's the right move, but it worked for you, but it worked, worked for, for me. So when did you join ACE?
2: I joined ACE in 2001. Um, I've been in ACE quite a while now, but uh, it was Titan that got me really into it. So after that, I got really into following the construction of Titan. I met a few people just from going out and taking pictures. This is like the early internet, like here's some construction pictures days. Um, It wasn't everywhere like it is now. So I went out and we would just meet on the side of the road taking pictures. And I met a few people that were ACE members. And that's kind of how I got into it.
1: So just like the construction of Titan just, just enthralled you. That's just that's what did you... it.
2: I mean, it was so massive. It was crazy to see a structure like that go up. Um, I mean, you have Goliath out in California where you are, I of do. course. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, that, that structure of the lift hill is it's different than, you know, 90% of your hypercoasters, even there's so much to it. So watching that behemoth go up and be so much taller than anything else at the park was just really exciting. Um, and it lasted so long that it built the hype up.
1: Do you remember riding it for the first time?
2: For sure. I actually went to Media Day. Um, That was my first official like ace event, even though it was an event. Um, And I rode 61 times that day. Oh my god. Uh, the park opened in 1961. So once I got to 61, I was like, okay, we'll honor that and we'll stop there. It was a lot.
1: (laughs) Wow. So that coaster probably has some special meaning to you.
2: Definitely. And years later, I was able to actually operate that ride uh, when I worked at Six Flags over Texas. So it was, it was a fun full circle moment for me.
1: What did you do? Are you oh, wait. Okay. Go back. <laughs> I didn't even know this. Okay. See, I'm learning things about you. This is great. I should have all my friends on the podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I worked at Six Flags over Texas for seven years um, in the rides department. So I was, you know, I started uh, when I was 16, I got hired on my 16th birthday. Wow. Um, that was what I did for my birthday. I went for an interview at Six Flags. And then um, from there, you know, I, I worked my way up to supervisor. Um so I was a ride supervisor when I left, and it was i it was the best experience of my life. I learned so much and got to meet so many great people that I'm still friends with. So,
1: would you recommend people who would you recommend for other 16 year olds to do this?
2: 100. I can't imagine a better first job. Um, it's it's fun to be there with so many people that are both similar to you and completely the opposite of you. You learn so much about other people, their cultures, um, and really just respect for all types of people.
1: And did you get to ride roller coasters in your (laughs) of course, (laughs) of course, not on
2: break, not on break, but you know, in the mornings you've got to do your test rides. So you get your fill. That's for sure.
1: That's fun. Is there anything that um, people might not know about what it's like to be a supervisor or a ride operator?
2: Um, Yeah, it's Absolutely 100% of the time, stressful. Um, <laughs> you're just trying to keep things the wheels on all day. I mean, you've got people who, you know, call on whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, <laughs> wheels on.
2: <laughs> well, that's maintenance's job, I suppose, um, not mine. But uh, the operation is much more intricate and much more intense than people think it is um, between training and hiring. And you do pretty much all aspects of. of what you can think of that would go into operating a theme park. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and you learn a lot very quickly. You get thrown to the fire a bit,
1: (laughs) but be kind to the ride operators. Be kind, always be kind.
2: People are much more willing to do things for you when you're kind.
1: Oh, all right. Hot tips. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's talk about how you are the member benefits manager. Is this your first position in ACE?
2: Yeah, I started as a member benefits manager in 2021. Um, I took over from one of my friends actually, who thought I would hopefully be a very good fit. And it has been such a great job, um, getting to interact with so many different leaders in ACE and learn so much about everybody. Um, Truly volunteering has changed my entire view of ACE. Um, It's really made me so much more appreciative of the club and how much work everybody puts into it.
1: Nice. So what, what does the member benefits manager manage?
2: So the member benefits manager manages all aspects of the exclusive discounts that ACE members get. So AAA, different hotel discounts, all of the the benefits with the parks, the regional reps are really the ones that are responsible for those relationships with the parks. But as far as, making sure there's somebody to gather them all in one place and make them available to all members.
1: Awesome. That's, That's so great. We love those benefits. Keep them coming. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm
2: always looking for more options. So, oh, so if, if anyone someone, has yeah. any thoughts about what they would like to see in, in member benefits, absolutely. Please email us at benefits at aceonline.org.
1: Sorry. One love more time, it's member benefits or ben- what is it?
2: Benefits at aceonline.org.
1: Benefits at aceonline.org. So yeah, if anybody is listening who maybe has some sort of hookup that we might not know about that, maybe we could talk to someone.
2: <laughs> you never know.
1: There's 7,000 of us now. There's got to be people who know people. We're all connectors. We all have to help out, and, uh, you know, bring, bring what we bring to the table. Right. So, Absolutely.
2: And it doesn't yeah. have to be coaster related. I mean, there's tons of benefits that could, that you know ACE members would love hotels anything travel related yeah we're always willing to to hear those out
1: awesome well thank you so much for sharing that with us that is fantastic we are now going to talk about your experience on Tron light cycle run this is the newest coaster At Walt Disney World. It's inside the Magic Kingdom. And this week that this podcast is airing, I believe they are starting soft openings of the coaster. But Xander, you were lucky to get on this coaster quite some time ago.
2: Yes, thanks to a wonderful cast member friend of mine. We were able to to attend the cast previews and it was an absolutely incredible time.
1: I mean, the structure, for any of you who saw any of the construction, I remember being on the People Mover and just taking video of this thing being built. It must have been like with you and Titan. I rode the People Mover like three times trying to get it. Feel,
2: I feel like that structure does kind of compare to Titan. There's nothing that grand um, in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, the castle is big, but it, it's hard to describe how large the canopy for Tron actually is. It's... it's
1: yeah. Gorgeous. It's so of the film and I perfect for tomorrowland, honestly, I think. And a great, a great addition to the parks. Um, again, I have not ridden this. I just love the look of it. I love a good theme. Um, so it's called Tron Light Cycle Run. Were you a fan of Tron? Had you seen the films before riding this coaster?
2: I have not seen the original Tron film, but I have seen Tron Legacy, and of course I loved it. The the aesthetic of Tron Legacy, the movie is unbelievable. And it carries over so well into this ride experience. It's, it's truly impressive.
1: And a Disney fan.
2: Of course, of course. I love of Disney.
1: <laughs> the look on his face right now. He was like, oh gosh. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. So a cast member got you to cast member previews. What was that like? Was it roped off? Like, was it after hours? Tell me the whole experience.
2: It was. They they had the, the hedge wall up still. And we had mm-hmm. to sneak through the hedge wall and show our little arm, our wristband um, to get in. And then once you were back there, it was actually pretty wide open. It it didn't feel any different than being inside of a Disney park already. Um, You go through the queue like normal. It was all just uh, ready to go.
1: All right. So tell me about the queue.
2: So there is an outdoor portion of the queue. Um, There's not a lot to see there. However, once you go inside, you're immediately in the digitizer chamber, um, which sends you into the world of the grid. So um, I don't want to give too much away about that experience because it is probably one of the coolest aspects of the ride other than the ride itself. So you do go into this room and then you leave in the grid.
1: Okay. All (laughs) right. So there's an experience that happens. There is
2: most definitely an experience and it's something unique to that ride that I've never seen anywhere else.
1: Now, here's my question is I'm assuming, I'm not assuming, I know for certain they're going to do a virtual queue to start off with, with this coaster. Um, but then, So I'm wondering, usually with virtual queue, there's like two separate lines. Do you get to do that experience, the spoilery experience in both uh, lines, like the regular wait queue and the virtual queue? Do you know that?
2: So our experience um, was not going through what the virtual queue would be necessarily. Uh, I do know that there was a portion of the queue we didn't even see um, from looking at folks that have been there after us. However, um, the digitizer chamber is pretty important to the, to the ride. So I assume, um, and again, that is me assuming, I don't know, uh, but I assume everybody will go through that.
1: Okay, good. Good to know because um, when Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened here in California, that was a big question that are the virtual queue, the lightning lane people going to see any of the inside of the El Capitoon theater. And the answer is not really like you get to still do the experience that happened, the pre-show, but you don't really get to see um, the really cute. inside. you get to see a little bit of it, but not the entirety. So there's something to be said for being able to go through both queues. Okay. Sorry, I'm going off track. And by the way, if <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. If anybody has questions about how uh, to use a virtual queue, there is a ton of information online. I'm assuming when Tron opens, just the way that things have been going, the way that they did with Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I think you're only going to be able to ride this coaster for the f- first few months Via virtual queue, so make sure that you know how to do that before uh, showing up for your perk day, because you don't want to don't want to miss out. And uh, but yeah, there's a lot of information online on how to do that. But if you have questions, ask me. I know. Ask Xander; he probably knows.
2: <laughs> okay. It does appear to be exactly the same as Guardians of the Galaxy's virtual queue process. Mm-hmm. So if they've done that, then uh, right. it should be the same.
1: Yeah, which is which is stressful but I guess better than a six hour wait, you know, remember those four hour waits for avatar. Oh my gosh. Right. So anyway, sorry, I could talk about Disney for (laughs) too long. (laughs) Okay. So now you've gone into the grid and now we're, um, we're loading. We're bored. Well, wait, let's not yet. Not yet. Okay.
2: (laughs) We do. We, so we head down a corridor um, and you do hit a bank of lockers. This is the first Disney attraction with mandatory lockers, so no bags are allowed on the ride. Um, uh, you can take small items with you that will fit in the storage compartment on the light cycle, uh, but they will stop you for anything bigger than probably a cell phone.
1: Yeah, I hear that. That's the that's what they're saying. Anything bigger than a cell, like they're yelling that bigger than a cell phone has to go in the lockers. The lockers are free to be clear. You open them with your Magic Band or perk ticket, and um, which is wonderful. kind of like the VelociCoaster. Do you have to go through a metal detector, like Velocicoaster, though?
2: There's not a metal detector. Um, They are just kind of looking um, as you walk by to make sure they don't see anything obvious that's on you. Um, The one thing that we did find interesting is at the time that we rode, um, and I don't know if this will change, no cell phones or smartwatches will open the locker. So a lot of people do use their Disney ticket on their smartwatch or their cell phone. You do actually have to have a magic band or your park ticket media um, or see a cast member to get um, an item that will open the locker.
1: Interesting. Okay. And then yeah, my understanding is um obviously no hats, uh, glasses they don't want you wearing, right? And or yeah, and even like your I was wallet. able to wear my
2: glasses. Oh, you um, were okay. Just the nature of the ride, there's not a lot around you. So anything that does, you know, happen to to fall out of your pocket or off of the, you know, your body is going to fly out of the ride. And of course, <laughs> you don't yep. want that. Um, this ride does go over, you know, Tron Plaza with lots of people below you. So they're just trying to make sure everybody stays safe um, the best way they can.
1: I appreciate that. And did you know if they would let you like hold your hat in your hand or something like that? Or probably not.
2: I did not see anyone try, but I don't believe so based on, uh, you know, how they were making sure everybody was using the lockers.
1: Okay. So, so now are we loading?
2: <laughs> yes. Um, so, so you do from there, you continue into uh, the sink chamber, which is the load station. Um, it's a massive room and it's absolutely beautiful. You just feel like you're right in the movie. Um, everything, of course, is black with blue lighting and yeah. just very, very futuristic.
1: Fun. All right. I'm dying. To you know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen what the cast members are wearing. I almost want to look
2: that up. And you probably, see. Uh, probably should. It's really yeah. cool. I, I mean, that's where I'd want to work if I were a cast member at Disney. I right? want to wear that outfit every day.
1: That's fine. Okay. So now tell me about loading this car.
2: You know, it's actually, it looks a little bit cumbersome uh, when you're watching yeah. people do it. It's actually very easy. So, you know, you've got the two bikes side by side. Um, it's as simple as the person on the far side, they walk around the back side of the bikes. Um, you do have to step over it like a motorcycle. So, for anybody with a mobility issue, it is a little bit of a challenge. Um, but as soon as you sit down, you just pull the handlebars back and it actually pulls the back, um, plate down on your back and you're secured in. And that's all it. Oh, so there you do it yourself. It. You do it yourself.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay. No. Cause I, on the straddle coasters, I've been on like Pony Express at Knott's Berry Farm. They're like, all right, everybody get ready. One, two, <laughs> you know,
2: it is a much simpler experience than that from my experience.
1: So Xander, I want to talk about, you mentioned the mobility, issues and I want to talk about things I've seen on the internet um, regarding this coaster and um, can can we talk about this a little bit? My understanding is that there are specialty seats for anybody who can't use the motorbike seat. Um, did you see those?
2: I did um, they're not on every train but they do have multiple trains that do have in the very back row a traditional coaster car. Uh, Type seat.
1: Your friend had to use one of the back seats. Is that because they they couldn't step over the seat of the coaster, or a different reason?
2: It's not that. um, that It does have restraints that come down over your calf. So if you do have larger calves, um, it does prevent that from coming down far enough. So they will not, of course, allow you to ride when it's not safe to do so. Um, But they do have that opportunity to to ride in the back row of a couple of the trains, so that you do get to experience the ride still.
1: That's interesting. It's about the calves. Wow.
2: And that's the main restraint point on that ride. So the back restraint, they tell you is not actually a restraint. It's just to keep you in position. Um, It's more about securing your legs into position on that ride.
1: That is a concern to me. I wonder, I haven't checked Disney's website, but I wonder if they're like having people like measure their calves.
2: So they do have a test seat outside of the ride. Um, So you can test to see, you know, ahead of time if you're going to fit. Um, Another member of our party did not fit in the test seat, but when we got into the station was able, no problem to fit into the ride. So I will say if you are close to fitting in the test seat, the cast member was very good about telling you, hey, you're really close. Go ahead and try when you do get to the station and see if you'll be able to fit.
1: Oh, wow. That's... I don't know why this is stressing me out so much. Just um, again, not because I, I will personally have this issue. I have been with people who were too big to be able to get onto a ride. And that is just a feeling that's really uncomfortable. I feel like there's multiple issues going on here in parks. One being that... Like, why are we making these restrictions when building these coasters? Again, I don't build coasters. This is not something that I know too much about, but it does seem really limiting. Especially this is a brand new coaster, and they already—well, not even brand new because they had it in in Shanghai. Tron had has this in Shanghai, and they have this issue, but yet they didn't adjust it for coming here. Just I don't know. That kind of blows my mind. That seems like problem number one and problem number two is yes they have these test seats but they're they're in like a public area all the time they're never hidden they're never because they want you to see them and they want you to try them i get that but like have it behind a wall at least the one in um the universal hollywood the super mario uh cart the mario kart bowser's challenge one that that is a little bit hidden
2: um yeah i think i think universal overall may do a better job with the making it less awkward when these situations come up. I've been on Haggards with somebody who didn't initially fit um, getting into the ride and they take you off of the ride and they take you into a a back area and they do test you privately or more privately on that um, to see if you can maybe fit in the sidecar because it's a little bit different than the motorbike on that one. Um, But those two rides do have some similarities and they're very unique seating um, situations. Mm -hmm. Um, So there aren't a lot of, rides that utilize that. So they may not have had a lot of time to test and adjust and figure out what really does work best. Um, They think they get it right. And unfortunately it doesn't appear to.
1: No, I hear you. I get what you're saying. This is a difficult topic for us to discuss. Um, You know, I think that there's just been a wide frustration on the internet and it's frustrating when you're with someone um, who has to go through that. So you're saying that one of your friends did have to wait for one of the specialty seating. So did you all, how, how did that work? Did they sort of pull you out of line? How did.
2: So they were great about it. Uh, we told them that we needed it, but we all still wanted to ride as a group. So they were able to accommodate us where we would all get on the same train still. Nice. Uh, we just stepped aside and waited. There was probably a six or seven train weight, um, which Oof. again, these aren't, these aren't on every train. So okay. six or seven trains is probably more like 15 trains in an actual operation. Um, hmm. But we were able to all ride on the same train still. So they're, they're working through it the best they can, but unfortunately it does appear that it's going to be a sticking point for a while.
1: Well, at least they have those cars, um, uh, excuse me, at least they have those seats on Tron light cycle run, you know, and aren't just saying to people, Oh, if you can't fit, you don't get to go. Um, so I do, or you can't lift your leg up and, you know, go on this bike, then you can't go. So I I appreciate that, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: And it, it is a similar experience. Of course, you're not going to get the same experience of, you know, riding on the bike, but yeah. y- you still get to experience the same ride. And that's so important. Um, so, everybody should be able to experience that ride.
1: So that seat was, is that lap bar? Is that over the shoulder? What is?
2: It is a lap bar. Um, oh, it okay. is. A, it's a very comfortable seat. In fact, um, they're actually pretty great. but. Again, it's still giving you an alternate experience and yeah, nobody likes to, you know, <laughs> have to do the alternate experience.
1: They're in the back row though.
2: They are in the back row, oh, which is cool. not the worst place to ride <laughs> on the road. <ride. laughs>
1: Maybe I want to do that just for, just, just, just to know, just for purposes of being able to tell people who ask me what those are like, I don't know, but I don't want to take away that experience from anyone either. But if there was ever a time where they were like, oh, we don't have anybody for these seats. Does anybody want that? I'm, I might do it. I might do it just to see. I,
2: I would enjoy doing it. I didn't get to do it. Um, my friend did uh, with mm-hmm. our other friend. Um, and he said it was actually pretty great. We, we were able to ride twice. So he was able to kind of compare riding the bike to riding in the back seat. And he said oh. they, they were both good experiences. So oh. it's not ruining the ride to have to ride back there. It's just not the same.
1: Right. So now, what can we talk about with this ride that won't spoil it for everyone? <laughs>
2: You know, I don't want to go into a lot of detail because obviously it's in a building for a reason. It's Mm -hmm. all hidden. You should be surprised when you go in there, but it is um, obviously uh, a a launched coaster. So you're going to launch at nearly 60 miles an hour straight out onto what they're calling the upload conduit, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the part of the outdoor track that goes over Tron Plaza. Um, So it's uploading you into the game at that point Um, so you'll go around um, it's a really cool experience to uh, fly over all of the people below you everybody is so excited looking up the ride pointing um, at night under the canopy it's absolutely beautiful with all of the lighting Um, there's very loud soundtrack that's playing in the area as well as of course on the ride um, and the lighting is synced to it so you get a pretty cool experience and it's never the same twice through there Um, you go around that and then you dip up Um, into the game grid. um, And that's where the real fun starts. Um, You are going through the energy gates. There's eight energy gates. So you're trying to capture those to win the game. Oh, okay. Really cool features in there. I don't want to give away how some of the things are done, (laughs) um, but it is beautiful. It's an absolutely incredible ride experience. It's it's not super long. It's only 3,100 feet of track, Hmm. um, but it's absolutely a blast. Uh, It's not the longest ride at Disney by any means. Um, but it is a lot of fun,
1: but but like how long in length is like the, like the time of it.
2: I would say probably a minute and a half, um, maybe a little bit shorter. It's, it's not very long, but it makes up for how short it may be, um, in how beautiful it is and how just different it is than anything else at the ride at the park.
1: All right. So you were saying it was how many feet of track? 3,300.
2: It's just over 3,100 from my understanding. Yeah.
1: So mine train is two thousand feet of track. Expedition Everest is uh thirty eight hundred rock and roller coaster is thirty two hundred. so it's pretty on par with like rock and roller coaster and then of course sure, the bar- yeah is six hundred <laughs> seventy nine rock and roller coaster
2: <laughs> is probably the best comparison for how long the ride actually is okay All right, um,
1: good to know and of
2: course you're looking at a launched indoor coaster in that situation too so you'd aren't having to think about lift hills and that sort of thing. And that's what makes it seem so quick is you're, you're not clicking up a lift hill for, you know, 30 seconds of the ride. You're in it. I mean, as soon as you launch it's on.
1: Nice. Oh, that's fine. But no big drops, no inversions. So are we calling this a family coaster?
2: You know, I would say it's a thrilling family coaster. Um, I don't think they would have put it in the magic kingdom if they didn't think that it's, you know, relatively family, but it does feel, fill a spot that they didn't have in the magic kingdom it's probably more for your your older kids and your tweens um you know and up from there um it's more thrilling than space mountain Mm -hmm. um, but maybe not as thrilling as guardians of the galaxy
1: i'm seeing that the minimum height requirement is 48 inches so yeah that's usually that's good for for most most kids teens, and whatever all right interesting good to know
2: and I definitely think that height requirement is an appropriate height requirement as far as who would enjoy the ride. So,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Um, Awesome. So ugh, everything I'm going to ask is spoilery. I'm <laughs> trying to think. Of... We
2: can spoil it some. I no. just, you know, we don't, we um... don't want to go too far, of course, because and this, that, that's one thing I will say about riding Tron at this, um, at this event is, I had probably a few years ago seen a Shanghai POV because I would have thought, oh, I'll never get to go ride that. So let me watch it. But Mm -hmm. I try to go into things not knowing what to expect. And going in here, I had never seen the queue. I had never really experienced the station. So it was all fresh and new to me. And I didn't remember that POV that I may have watched, you know, five years ago. So it was so cool to see it without knowing what to expect. So that's why I don't want to spoil it too much for everybody, because it did make it probably more impressive to not know what to, what was coming.
1: Okay, then. So now we're, uh, anything else that I didn't cover anything as you exit that is of note or.
2: There is a post-show room, um, that is related to its sponsor, um, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, but we didn't get to experience (laughs) that. So I have no idea what, what that experience is like. like. Uh, but you do join team green in there, um, as that's Enterprise's company color, of course. So they really, (laughs) they tried to work it into the theme of the ride, which, you know, props to them. Of course, every ride needs a sponsor. So I totally understand.
1: And you were mentioning the lights. It really seems like if you're, you can ride this ride at night, this is the way to go. If you have a choice.
2: The ride experience itself probably isn't that different, but the, you know, going up to the ride and, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. once you exit and enjoying the area is so much cooler at night. So we were there at 6 p.m. So we got to see the daytime side of things and then come out at night. And it was much more impressive. Than that
1: oh, sure. that's perfect. That's perfect how they set that up for y'all. So you could see both. Nice.
2: And I if like- you have photo pass um, or enjoy having your photo taken, they have some awesome photo ops.
1: Oh, okay. So the coaster is manufactured by
2: Tacoma, of course. Um, they are really doing some exciting things and I'm really happy to see that they're coming back and bringing some really cool things to the U.S.
1: Well, Xander, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, any exciting trips or parks in your future for this year?
2: Right now, it's just looking like our next thing is Coaster Con, which I'm Yay! super excited about. Dollywood and so heroines. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast.
1: I will see you there, my friend. And hey, Absolutely. you got you to make it out here to the West Coast for sure.
2: I will get out there as soon as I can.
1: <laughs> Xander, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, telling us all about Tron Light Cycle Run.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Mission Ferrari is the new roller coaster and record-breaking attraction that opened up January 12th of this year at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. And I am here with someone who has been on it and is going to tell us all about it. In fact, she is our new ACE Europe Assistant Rep. Please welcome Teresa Jakova. Tara,
3: how are you today? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you for having me here. I'm Thank you really so happy. much.
1: Yes, we're so happy to have you. Thanks for being here.
3: Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Well, I'm from Czech Republic, which is in the middle of Europe. I have been and... there.
1: Oh. <laughs> really? I was 12, but I have been there. I went there with my dance studio.
3: Um, how long have you lived there? Well, all my life. All your life. I was, yes, I was born here and I still live here, so... Yes, all my life. (laughs) How did you get into riding roller coasters? Well, that's not so easy question. Uh, As you know, maybe uh, Czech Republic doesn't have any coasters. Practically, there are some, but Alpine coasters. So it wasn't easy way. Uh, When I was a child, I used to go to Vienna, to Prater. But it's not real amusement park. So it wasn't exactly... It. So then when I was older, finally I reached to, to get to real amusement park. So the breakthrough was in 2012. I visited my first real theme park and it was Port Aventura uh, in Spain. Yes. And I was really happy about it because finally I could ride big coasters and I always felt like this is what I want to do. That I had no idea how it feels to ride coaster, but I knew I want to do that. So finally I reached this point and since then I'm visiting parks and riding coasters.
1: And traveling all over, it seems. Doing lots yes. of
3: traveling. <laughs> but mostly around Europe. Do you have a favorite coaster in Europe? Yes, I have. So it's not a typical coaster because a lot of people love Zadra and Hyperion and all these big ones. But I like my my favorite is uh, Flakvor Damonen and it's from Heide Park. It's a wing coaster from BM and it's not big, it's not extreme, but I really like the feeling. So this is my favorite one. I love that. I love that. You know, I think a lot of times people's
1: favorite coaster isn't like the most thrilling, most exciting or biggest. It's just something that makes you happy. So I love that. How did you start volunteering
3: for ACE? Well, uh, Joe Pools, who is working also for ACE, he asked me to join. Uh, I met him shortly before the ACE Europe was established here. And I met him at one event. I met also other guys from Ace Europe, uh, Dennis and Christopher, so they knew me a bit. And as you know, Eastern Europe doesn't have much parks and I was probably the only one who he uh, knows from this area. So he he picked me and asked me if I would like to join. And I didn't need to think about it for much long because (laughs) it was like, wow, this is really big chance for me to finally be able to join community like this and do something. So I really liked that he gave me this, uh, this chance.
1: And, um, when did you become the ACE Europe assistant rep? That's
3: recent. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's about four months. How do you like something it? Something like that. Oh, well, hard to say because I didn't, uh, I didn't have chance to join any event yet so it's like I'm in beginning now it's off season so I'm mostly working on some things for socials and so on and I'm trying to contact parks but as they are closed it's not so easy (laughs) but so far I I like uh, the vision for future that I can join events and so on it's really really nice.
1: I think that's so exciting. We're so excited to see what is next for Ace Europe for sure. Okay. But you have a really exciting story that I am really happy to hear about. You cut the ribbon at the Mission Ferrari grand opening. Is that right? Tell us about yes. that amazing <laughs> experience.
3: How well, I need to know the whole story. What happened here? <laughs> Well, what happened? uh, I was there with my friends, and this was totally unexpected. We knew that Mission Ferrari was opening that day, so it was the first place we went in the morning when park opened. And we usually run. When we enter the park, (laughs) we run like crazy. So we were running because we knew everyone is going there. And I was the first one there. They stopped me and told me to come down that I can't enter yet because there was the ribbon. And I was like, okay, I know you need to open it. That's totally fine with me. (laughs) And I expected that someone from park will cut the ribbon and they will do some ceremony and they will let us in. But at the moment I was told that as I was the first one, I could cut the ribbon. (laughs) It was unbelievable. gosh. Are you a sprinter? are you do you run professionally? No you, you can never see me run only in parks. The park is the only place where I'm able to run. So oh they gave How me. Fun. yeah, it was I was totally blown away. I couldn't believe it. it. It was so big deal and I was so happy. I was really near to cry. So they gave me these huge scissors. And they let me to cut the ribbon. Um, Maybe you saw the video. And uh, I was cutting it with my friends. We were holding it all together, but it didn't go well on the first try. So we had to do it once more. And then, okay, we were the first ones in queue. We were entering the first ones, the the train. It was unbelievable. And I'm really grateful for for this experience. And I'm really happy that uh, park had this idea because it was amazing it was really nice from them and when we finished the ride uh, we also got some gifts and when we went out there were a lot of people just clapping and asking us to take photos and giving us questions and so on so we felt like celebrities it was what gifts did they give you well we got mugs caps and some magnets it was uh, everything with mission ferrari logo of course so it what was...
1: a special memory yes. that's amazing yes. what a story everybody try to beat that story that was a great story <laughs> um for our listeners listening right now we're gonna have that video in the show notes so if you want to see it uh we'll we'll put that in the show notes for you and we'll link that down there so okay that was, that's just one of the best stories I've ever heard. Congratulations. (laughs) Good job running and being part of that. Um, but I want to hear about the ride itself. What, what is a ride on Mission Ferrari? Like,
3: can you describe it for us? Well, I can't say too many details because I don't want to spoil it to anybody. I think it's really important with this ride that you have no idea what's going on, but imagine that basically it's like combination of dark ride and roller coaster so imagine really good dark ride but instead of this boring slow tra- transition parts when you move from one room to the other you have a coaster track there so You stop for a while, you watch something, whatever is going on there. And then you have short ride on coaster. Then you stop again, you watch another part and this goes and goes, it's really long ride. It takes a lot of time. So you have a lot of time to enjoy it. It's totally different comparing with everything what I've ever ridden. It's really different experience it's not so much about riding coaster but this whole experience together is is really really special and i really don't recommend to watch povs before going there because you would you would uh, you wouldn't enjoy it so much okay. so if 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 there's someone who is going to abu dhabi to ferrari world in some short amount of time, don't watch POVs. Just wait for it. You will enjoy it much more.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, it's it's surprising all the time. So, wow. So uh, let me ask some specific questions. Yeah. Are you wearing <laughs> glasses or is it a screen? No, there are screens. Okay. Uh, sometimes there are screens. Sometimes there are just uh, moving uh, I don't wanna say puppets, but just some things around which are moving. So okay. it's a combination of more things together, which is really good because it gives uh, it looks more real and it's really well done. Okay. And then the cars
1: themselves, is it a lap bar? Is it over the shoulders? I know a lot of people
3: want to know about how the restraints are. Uh it's lap bar. Black bar. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, one. One thing about the coaster. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but I had the impression that the car itself is spinning during the ride, because I saw pictures and so on, and the car was always like not straight, straightforward. But uh, that's not something. What is going on there? The car is all the time on train. It's all the time straight. It doesn't doesn't spin or anything like this. so I expect it a bit different. but there is a point when when the car doesn't go straight forward, but just one one moment, nothing else. Okay. So if anyone is nervous about spinning all around, no, it's not like this. Okay,
1: good to know. See, I think that'll help. (laughs) We don't want to spoil anything, but I love those little specifics um, that just give people an idea of what they could maybe expect. Um, Wow, this sounds so exciting. It sounds really innovative, which seems to be what the rides at Ferrari World are. For people who have never been to Abu Dhabi, like myself, uh, can you
3: tell us what the other rides are like at Ferrari World? You can put the rides in three categories. There are roller coasters. You can get seven credits there, which is really nice. Nice. Then there are kids attractions, like typical things for kids. And the last category, it's uh, mostly interactive rides for the cinemas, flying theatres, and so on. So this is basically what you can find there. And of course, everything is about cars. <laughs> And about Ferrari itself so uh, it's not my favorite topic but it's nicely done it's a really good park so you would recommend it yes yes Uh, there are a lot of parks in Abu Dhabi and uh, Dubai but I enjoy the Ferrari world the most but it's because there are big coasters and that's important for me so do you have any favorite rides there well, the best was Flying Cases, which is quite a big roller coaster. It's quite long, it's smooth, and I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm not saying that Mission Ferrari is bad, but as I'm mostly fun of coasters, I enjoyed riding Flying Cases more because it's just normal roller coaster, so that's why. But the Mission Ferrari was like second for me, so um, this one... It, And also I recommend uh, Formula Rossa.
1: That's the one I think everybody who's familiar (laughs) with Ferrari World has probably watched POV footage of. That one's the most exciting for me, although it looks so so scary, (laughs) thrilling so fast.
3: Yes, it's intense a lot. (laughs) But if you don't sit in the first row, it's fine really okay yeah the front row it's it's not so good because you feel all the pressure and all the wind so it's uh, i didn't like it much but when i sit more in back it was much better all right thanks for the tip good to know (laughs) but it's good experience it's the fastest coaster so yeah, you feel it.
1: <laughs> you bet. I bet you feel it for sure. Whenever you watch the videos, and people's faces are just
3: <laughs> plastered. Yeah. I could, I could feel it. It was a bit scary, and then I was thinking, like, if I didn't lose my clothes or something, because I couldn't feel anything, I was touching myself, like, do I have hair and do I have my clothes? And it was crazy. It's really fast. <laughs>
1: That's how you know it's fast for sure. And are most of the rides, are they inside or are they outside?
3: Well, the park is all inside, but you know, you can't fit coasters inside, the Mm -hmm. big ones. So you have station inside, but the coaster goes outside and then comes back. But it's not for every coaster mission. Ferrari, of course, is all inside, but the big ones go outside because it's necessary. You couldn't fit them there. How many times did you get to ride Mission Ferrari? Just the one? No, uh, we did the first first ride, and then after riding everything else, we went back and we did two more rounds. Oh, and nice! Frankly, to say, during the second round, I was surprised because I uh, I realized things which I didn't catch for the first time. So I was I was asking guys like, "Wow, I, I didn't notice the inversion inside." And they were looking at me like, "Are you crazy? How you couldn't notice that there was an inv- you went upside down." And I was looking at them. And no, I was so blown away <laughs> that I didn't even realize what is going on because there is darkness mostly, so you are quite confused what's going on. So it was <laughs> it was quite funny that I needed the second right to even realize what what was going on there.
1: Wow. Yeah. I feel like that happens sometimes the first time you're so excited and all of, you know, your emotions. And I'm sure that that was just so exciting for you to be the first, Yeah, this
3: customer. This didn't help. I I was thinking about it like all the time, like, oh my God, I was the first one and I cut the ribbon and I i had to tell it to everyone so i was all the time thinking how i need to write home and tell everyone and guys from ace also they were the first ones i i told them because i i couldn't keep it to myself i just had to tell it to someone
4: (laughs) yeah
1: oh my gosh well i love that story i appreciate you so much coming onto the podcast and telling us all about it um Thank you for setting this uh, time to record up with me on our time difference. (laughs) I appreciate that as well. And thank you so much for all that you're doing and that you're about to do for Ace Europe. We're so excited to see what's next for Ace Europe. And um, so, yeah, thank you so much for getting involved. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. And
3: I thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, Ferrari World is a bucket list park for me. And after that interview, I want to go that much more. And like Mission Ferrari, Aquaman Power Wave is a highly anticipated coaster at Six Flags Over Texas. I am lucky to have Rachel Hawkins from Six Flags Over Texas joining me. Rachel is not only part of the ACE Instagram team. She is a corporate web content editor at Six Flags. I've been to Six Flags Over Texas twice and seen those spikes going up. How long have you been watching for this coaster to come to fruition?
4: I believe it's been three years like since we first announced it, and then we started building, and then like, now it's officially open. So, yeah, I'll say about three years now.
0: Well, there was that kind of change in direction, which, frankly, Six Flags Over Texas needed for capacity's sake, because this is a uh, – what kind of coaster is this?
4: Oh, yeah. So, the Aquaman Power Wave is a mock ride – I believe triple launch water coaster. So I know, like, I believe the max speed is sixty-five miles per hour on it. So it's really fun, actually.
0: Yeah, but if you're like coming from a parking lot and you're used to these huge, powering, uh, long roller coasters, you look at this and it kind of looks a little overwhelmed or underwhelming, I should say.
4: Well. Maybe a little bit. I would call it almost like a baby Mr. Freeze, but in reality, I like it a lot better than our old um, Aquaman, which I believe was a shoot the shoots type of ride, but it's it's pretty nice. That's
0: great. Okay. So this is a podcast, so we can't visually see it. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about those spikes because they're not the normal spikes. If you're picturing this in your mind and you're just picturing a U shape, it's a little bit more than that.
4: No. So they're both um, like straight up nine degrees. I believe they said it's like 15 stories that you travel both of them. So and it's blue, of course, but yeah, it's not too bad.
0: All right. So tell me your first impression. Were you uh, overwhelmed or were you underwhelmed by that first launch?
4: Oof, I was... I think more of anything, I was excited. I wasn't underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I was just excited, first of all, for the park to have a new coaster. And then second, to experience another launch that wasn't our previous launch. All
0: right. Well, tell me a little bit about the spikes. Are they the exact same? Are they a little bit different?
4: Um, They're a little bit different. The one on the far right, the second one that you travel up to straight 90, whereas the first and technically last drop it's a little bit curved at the top so you kind of go up if you're in the back seat and then you go straight down
0: all right so um a lot of us coaster enthusiasts are always excited about the type of air and or the or the forces you get so tell me about what kind of forces you experience on the ride oh so
4: you do get a lot of air time within all three launches and that was actually pretty surprising about it
0: anything else that uh, was a little surprised to you
4: Um, I will say that, um, the ride is kind of engineered where it's like only your top half gets wet and your bottom half is like pretty dry. If you do want more airtime, I will say to stay within the very back seat or that second to last row, which I believe is the fifth row. Or if you don't want to get ass wet, then ride the third row.
0: Got it. Got it. And, uh, just for people who also don't know, this is a rather large boat, right? So how many across is it?
4: I believe this can fit up to 20 people with four in a row
0: so four four across awesome awesome and i mentioned from six flags do you want to talk a little bit about uh what you do for six flags
4: oh so i'm one of their um content web editors so basically anything from all of the 27 parks on the website is something that we do
0: awesome so and then did you get any special special treatment or did you show up with media day just like all the other ace members
4: so, actually, for media day, I was filming for Ace and for Six Flags, so I had to do like a double amount of work, but that's pretty much the only special treatment I had.
0: <laughs> so, any anything else you want to tell us about media days? I know uh, every media day is a little bit different. Was this your first media day?
4: Um, actually, yeah, for Ace and for Six Flags was my first one, but I really liked it so far. It was good seeing a lot of other Ace members.
0: All right. Well, I bet you've taken the time and you you mentioned Mr. Freeze. So since I'm from Six Flags St. Louis, I gotta ask, they flipped yours back around. Uh, so now you're not doing the reverse blast. What's your preference on Mr. Freeze, front or, front facing or back facing on that launch? So I
4: would say that I missed the reverse in a way that, especially during the holiday in the park, when it went up the spike, you were able to see all the lights during that night. But then again, now that it's facing forward, you're able to see all the, the fins open up before you launch out.
0: Oh, that gravity, just just so everyone knows in St. Louis, both of them are still uh, reverse blast. So I don't know why they don't just do one one way on the other. So you could do them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rachel. So any uh, parting comments or words of wisdom for somebody who is trying to get in the industry since uh, you work both uh, on ACE and for Six Flags? <laughs>
4: Oh, honestly, joining Ace would be like my number one tip, because honestly, not only are you meeting a lot of people, but it's a really great chance to get involved.
0: Awesome. That's fantastic advice. Well, thanks, Rachel, for coming on the show.
4: Thank you so much. And that's
1: our episode. Once again, thank you to our interviewees, Xander, Tara and Rachel. We appreciate you so much for telling us all about your experiences on these coasters and not spoiling anything too much for us as well. Have you had a chance to ride any of these coasters yet? Let us know. We want to hear about your experience. Reach out to us at podcast at aceonline.org. And of course, you can always find us on all of the social media channels at Ride With Ace. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit RideWithAce.com for additional information and we will see you at the parks.